Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. Today's episode marks the first release of 2022, and we're overjoyed to be joined by Orbit Beers. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. So uh, today we have Paul from Orbit Beers. Hi, thank you for joining us. Hi there, Joanne. Hi, Tori. How are you doing? Yeah, good. good. Thank you for coming. Um, could you tell us a little bit about Orbit and why we brought you on today? Um, sure, yeah, I can tell you about Orbit. I mean, Orbit, we are a brewery based uh, in uh, Camberwell down in South London. Um, we have been going since 2014 um so seven years um we're based in a little railway arch um you know if you <laughs> yeah we are like the, the archetypical kind of a like, cliche of a london craft brewery you know we're like a, a grimy <laughs> little kind of like railway arch uh, nice. we brew um uh a little bit different to many other breweries we don't instead of sort of focusing on doing like big like hoppy kind of ipas and stuff like that we we tend to focus more on um like kind of European kind of beer style. So a lot of like traditional and kind of like heritage kind of beer styles, but then sort of put, put like a kind of like modern sort of like twist on them. Um, so we do quite a few uh, lagers, we kind of do sours. And, uh, not so, yeah, not so many of those big sort of hoppy pale ales and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, we're a pretty small brewery, pretty small team. Um, uh, nine, nine of us working there. Um, and we are, uh, spoiler alert, we are just uh, going through the process of installing a brand new uh, brewery in a, in a, a new arch right next door. So, fun. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. So, uh, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, well Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, the congrats can come in when I actually sort of turn on the brew kit and get it working. Yeah, the electricians yeah. are kind of wiring it all in at the moment. <laughs> and who knows what's going to happen tomorrow when I go in and turn it on. So yeah. Oh, for yeah, fingers, <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed that goes smoothly. Yeah. I think it's probably um, ideal to note as well. You are, correct me if I've got this wrong, you're the head brewer, aren't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the head brewer there. Um, I've been there. When did I start? Let's go back and miss a time. I started uh, January 2018. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, yeah, almost four years I've been there. Um, and yeah, me personally, I've been brewing professionally since like, about 2013 or so. Um, so, about eight years. Uh, Worked in plenty of different breweries. I started off at Weird Beard Brewery mm-hmm. over in West London. Uh, just started there as like um, uh, like a, a brewery assistant, you know. Uh, my friend uh, Daniel Vane uh, was a brewer working there at the time, and he's like, oh, "Do you want to come down and just like help out like a couple of days a week?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'll do that," you know. So I was working in a pub at the time. Loved the idea of like making beer rather than uh, rather than pouring it. Um, yeah, so just went down to Weird Beard, helped out. Got on really well with the team, loved it, absolutely loved the job. And uh, they offered me a job as, as like a trainee kind of brewer, basically. Nice. Uh, so I quit my job at the pub and learned how to brew on, 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 the, on the job, basically. Didn't have any, barely any like homebrew experience or anything like that. And just sort of learned on the job. And That's then moved my way through. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Really great. Um, and then moved my way up, moved up to Liverpool and brewed um, a, brewery, a little brewery called Mad Hatter Brewery. Mm-hmm. Up there. Um, that was great doing loads of weird like 
experimental kind of one-off beers all the time. Um, and then came back to London and worked at uh, Thorpe for it, which is where I kind of learned the, uh, you know, the big sort of industrial yeah. kind of like brewing kind of styles and like, or things like that. And then settled down at, at Orbit and yeah, been there for four years now. That definitely answers one of my questions that I was going to touch on later because um, I'll get to it in a minute when we actually get to the question that I've got for you. Uh, but uh-huh. that, uh, I, th- I thought something was right. And, and yeah. I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> before I get onto that, though, uh, just a question. So I know, like, if anyone's watching the video, I've got the, a bottle of your, your fine beers. Mm-hmm. And your logo is the, it appears to be, uh, the spindle piece uh the spindle adapter piece for a record player for a vinyl player and um, what's the inspiration behind that oh again how does that link into the name orbit does it link into that that name yeah it does it does um it's all kind of linked actually like the you're, you're right it's it's the uh it's the little spindle adapter that you put in the middle of like a kind of seven inch record yeah. um and that kind of links in with uh the the brewery owner uh who's called robert uh he is how can i put this politely He's absolutely fucking bonkers for like music. He <laughs> loves it. He's like, yeah, well, like, when I first met him at the brewery, he was like, how old is he? I, I, I apologise, Robert, if you are listening to this, we get it wrong. But he's, I think he's in his kind of like late 50s. And he goes, he go before the pandemic, he was going out to a gig like three, four, maybe even five nights a week. It was like, wow. like crazy, this guy. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of kind of musical kind of inspiration and kind of like references, like with the brewery. That's one of them. Um, a lot of our beers are like named after, with like after kind of musical kind of references and stuff as well. Um, Robbie and Sarah, who are two sort of uh, people at the brewery, they're both like DJs and they sort of DJ events, beer events and stuff. So yeah, there's a big sort of music and kind of beer sort of like crossover there. Um, and the the name Orbit it actually links back to um, uh, Robert when he was a little tiny baby. Uh, he couldn't pronounce his own name, and he used to call himself Orbit. Oh Orbit. wow! <laughs> I didn't suspect that at all. That was not even a guess. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he figured he'd name the beer, name the brewery after uh, after yeah his his childhood sort of nickname. Yeah. Oh, I, do I don't know if you can see as well, but I, I don't know if you can see as well. But on the on the label, whenever you read the, I, I, I'm going to ruin Orbit beers for you here. <laughs> when you look at the label, the the O, I always think it looks a bit like a C. Yeah. Kind of. So then you just look at it and you go, oh, it actually says Cribbit. Yeah. Cribbit beers, and I'm like, oh no. So yeah. I sometimes introduce myself as the head brewer at Cribbit beers. Cribbit. Like, this trendy new brewery you've never heard. Yeah, it's Cribbit. Uh, it's quite cool as well on the side because um, I'll just put it on the video. I don't think you can really see that, but um, it it shows like sort of this one that I'm happy to be holding as a Sazerac sour that we're going to drink in a minute. But um, it's got like sour cocktail and sour beer, and there's almost like knobs that are showing. Yeah. A volume of, knob, like a volume knob on the side, and you've got like Ryan bitters, and there's just the the volume knobs that go to the side of it as well, which is a bit of like a musical nod as well, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's, no, really, that's fun. really interesting. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, Good. amazing. Oh. Yeah, that's really fun doing those little those little sort of uh, mixer kind of volume knobs. Yeah, and, uh, that's 
that's really fun thing there because every like new beer we do we have to think up like two of the <laughs> like two of the kind of knobs and where it's going to be uh, and we normally do one that's kind of quite serious you know about the actual flavor and one that's like a bit of a joke as well yeah uh, so like on the on the brewery kind of whatsapp you know we have like a uh every time we do a new beer like everybody sort of put forward their kind of suggestions and there's some there's some very amusing ones that uh don't make the cut quite often uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I just I happened to notice because obviously I've got my record player behind me, and it's like it looks like the two little knobs are right. on my by yeah. not vintage by any means record player, but <laughs> my little plastic <laughs> knobs on my modern day record player. Um, but yeah, so I've had a long day. I think everyone, you you said you're up quite early, Paul. Shall we crack mm-hmm. a bit and get on to the drinking part of it? I'm excited. Should we go to Sazerac first? Yeah. Great idea. Is your bottle opener as well? Because <laughs> oh yeah, we got well, we got the well. pack and we got the bottle <laughs> bottle opener. Oh wow, you're getting the whole kit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was quite a good deal. At it the was Christmas a really market. good deal at the <laughs> like Christmas 20, market. Twenty quid for a bottle opener, a bag, and six beers of your yeah. two. It was oh really wow, good. it was bargain. Right. My so first question the... is, what is Sazerac? Sazerac. Oh yeah, Sazerac. Ah yeah. It is, yes. Um, so, yeah, the Sazerac is a, a cocktail from out from a, from like New Orleans, like Louisiana in the States. Um, and it's a, it's a, a, a bourbon, uh, bourbon based uh, cocktail made from rye uh, bourbon um, with a little touch of kind of absinthe in there. And then it uses these uh, things called Pachard bitters. Uh, that's uh, got this really heavily spiced kind of bitters with a like, licorice root, a bit of wormwood, a bit of cinnamon, a bit of clove, all that kind of stuff in there. You really Ooh. get the, sm- the spices on the smell. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the taste is amazing. I think the look of it's messing with me because it doesn't, like, how does a sour look? But what I mean is it doesn't have, it looks almost like just a really ambery, just beer and then when you get the sour notes on it it's like mm. oh whoa like i just didn't i don't know didn't expect yeah. that we i get the spice to it as well that like mm. joe was saying in the smell and um it's just really it's really interesting i don't think i've tasted a beer like it before no but that, that's kind of the idea it's, it's kind of i wanted to make a beer that was very unbeer like that's why it's kind of influenced by the cocktail um yeah. um so yeah, it's it's the idea is to make something that, that you know, if you're kind of blindfolded, you might not even think it's a beer. You might think it's something kind of different. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, going back to the, I know you said the appearance. You were quite surprised by yeah. the way it looked against how it tasted. Yeah, like I think I've, I think that uh, like appearance is something that's quite often overlooked, <laughs> pardon the pun, in like kind of in beers. Um, I don't think people put enough kind of importance on it. Like, because like whether you're at home with like a bottle or you're in like a pub and you get poured a beer, the first thing is you see it, and yeah. and your brain already starts almost like salivating like, over what you think it's going to kind of taste like. You know, so I think it's a really important thing. Um, and yeah, like with this, I really wanted to give the look like so it it kind of references the actual cocktail itself because it's made with like rye whiskey and it's got these bits in it. It's got like a really dark like a dark red kind of almost like mahogany kind of like color to it um yeah with a quickly fading head so i kind of wanted it to look like that in the glass and then yeah like i said you taste it and quite often when you get a a sour they're normally very pale in color 
Um, so to, yeah, it's almost, it, it gives you that bit of a surprise. But like, as soon as you put it to your nose, your brain is kind of almost like tricked a little bit. And you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that, you know? That's exactly what happened is, is I started mm. pouring it out and I was like, oh, it's like I wasn't expecting it because obviously these are dark dark color bottles mm-hmm. uh started pouring it didn't know what to expect and then it came out and I was like that is not what I expected not it, it just in a neutral way of just it didn't meet what I thought it was going to be or what I typically yeah. find when I pour a sour out but then the second you smell it you can tell it's a sour and it does have that spice note to it and it's just yeah it's really interesting and I think it definitely nailed the cocktail color definitely nailed cocktail taste for sure I've never had um a Sazerac though so I don't know like I don't know how it stacks up against like the actual cocktail but when I sip it it's definitely cocktail like and it's just really interesting mm. in a good way really unique I reckon mm. if you put that over uh, ice in mm. a cocktail glass and gave it to someone there's no way they'd think it was a beer like it, it's the color of a really yeah. good whiskey and they'd have that and they'd be like, oh, this is a really good cocktail. There's no way they'd know. Like, and then you'd be like, that's a beer. <laughs> and mm. they'd be surprised. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think it really kind of, it kind of just hit the mark this time. Like some, of these, some of these beers, when you're doing these things that are a little bit left field, a little bit, you know, out of the ordinary, it can be a bit hard to land them sometimes, you know. Like you can do the, like you're kind of brewing it and you sort of, you're thinking, yeah, it's all going great, and it's almost yeah. like a gymnast, like on the on the on the upright. You're on the high bar, and you're spinning around. You're thinking, God, this is so cool. And then, yeah, if you if you miss that landing, and like, I end up sort of, you know, crashing down on your ass. Yeah, it can be a problem. But I think this one we stuck the landing pretty well on that. I um, did. Yeah, said, I think so. Have either of you had like a Sazerac uh, like cocktail like before? No, I've never had no. it. No. No. Okay, cool. So yeah, a lot of the character comes. Like I said, it's made with um like a an American like rye uh, bourbon, like a rye yep. whiskey. So I use quite a lot of rye malt in there rather than barley malt. Yeah. Uh, so that gives it like quite a bit of the colour, um, and it gives it a bit of that spicy kind of malty kind of flavour as well. Yeah. But I think yeah, the main the main flavour, well, the main aroma, that spicy aroma, that's to emulate the. Uh, the bitters that were going to the cocktail. You know, you know that you get the, the Angostura bitters. Yeah. You put a little yeah. drop. It's kind of like that, but it's called Pachard. Yeah. Uh, from uh, uh, from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of bought a bottle of that Pachard and sort of tasting it, but just a little drop on my tongue, sniffing it, and tried to kind of uh, deconstruct it and work out what the main flavors were. And it's a bit like um, a bit like Coca Cola. The recipe is like super secret. Yeah. But you can't. They won't let anyone know what the secret secret <laughs> ingredients are. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I made a good guess. I mean, can you what what do you think you like the spice wise? What what kind of things can you can can you can you pick out in there? I think I definitely get like when you were saying when you mentioned like licorice. I don't know maybe if it's because you had said it, but I I can definitely like once yeah, you said that licorice. I was like I definitely get that sort of vibe to it, and I never know. I've said this about so many um, beers that have that spice note to it. I don't know what it is, but like root beer, there's like an element in root Mm. beer that I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what the spice is. So I just call it root beer. (laughs) And I I can't nail what the spice is, but it is that it is like a spicy type, muskier type. I don't know. That's not not the word I'm looking for. I'm getting wood, but it's not. And maybe some five spice. Mm. Wow. Well, do you know what? I think 
both Tori and Joanne, you should get a, a, a craft gold star. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, uh, Tori, you said licorice and then uh, mentioned root beer. And the main, the main ingredient in the spice there is, uh, is licorice root. Oh, uh, licorice yeah. and root, like a root bit. Yeah. Uh, and Joanne, you mentioned wood as well, yeah. like a woody flavour. Um, yeah. And the second main ingredient I put in it was uh, wormwood. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There Interesting. Go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, I said, I think it's definitely, I think you've stuck the landing on that. That is. It's mm. beautiful. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I, I kind of went into it being like, I don't know what the cocktail is. It's, I knew, I kind of Googled it quick. I saw it was sort of bourbon. I was like, oh, don't know how this is going to be. I really enjoy it. And it's really, really interesting. Um, mm. But I do feel like you guys make some really interesting stuff, which I mentioned at the beginning. I, I thought I had an idea about something, but I wasn't 100% positive. So you do a tzatziki sour, which I've got. Is that one that, a re- is it a similar recipe to the Mad Hatter one or is it a totally different recipe to that because I noticed that you said you worked at Mad Hatter and I know that they also had one yeah that's right um so I was the head brewer at Mad Hatter uh, back in what was it 2014 to 2016 mm. um yeah and I basically came up with the idea for Tzadzika Sal when I was there um kind of like invented it whilst I was working there um, quite amazing actually like uh, Gaz and Sue who were like the, the owners of the brewery uh, I remember I think it's summer of 2015 uh, they went away um, on holiday for like three weeks to I think it was Portugal or something and I mean they're really cool bosses to have they're sort of so laid back and they basically just went away on holiday for three weeks and said you know, oh we're going away for three weeks just like you know brew brew whatever you want and we'll see you in three weeks and I'm like oh great excellent uh, so yeah, I, I, I had this idea. I'd actually been away on my own summer holiday. I'd been away to Greece uh, that summer. Um, I'd also recently been to uh, Brussels in Belgium as well. And I visited like, um, uh, like the, the Lambic kind of breweries, like, um, oh, can we, George, what's the Lambic brewery in Brussels? Cantillon. Yeah, Cantillon. Cantillon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Visited there. And then whilst I was in kind of Greece, I mean, I, I could say, <laughs> I mean, I, I've drank loads of Mythos Lager when I was there, so that wasn't really an improvement. <laughs> um, but I did uh, have like loads of kind of tzatziki and you know, the cucumber, the mint, the yogurt. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of wanted, I like the idea of like, whilst my bosses had gone away on their summer holiday, I brewed a beer influenced by my kind of summer holidays as well. So I kind of had the idea of doing like a sour beer that was like, you know, a trip inspired by the, the Belgian kind of lambic stuff. And then the, the tzatziki flavour, I was like, yeah, mint and cucumber would work really, really well, like in, in, a, in a kind of light sort of summery sour beer. Um, and at the time, um, I'd, never, I'd never done a sour, I, I think I'd done one sour beer before and it didn't work out so good. Uh, so I got some, a tip off of uh, a guy called uh, Matt, who at the time was the head brewer at uh, Hawkshead Brewery. Uh, and he's now he's now left Hawkshead, and he started up his own brewery called Lake the Lakes Brewery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and he kind of gave me some tips because uh, I was a very young fledgling brewer at the time. He was very experienced, and oh, that's the great thing about the the, the the craft brewing industry is that everyone is really free and open with sharing like information. And he basically told me about this technique he'd used for a sour beer at Hawkshead, where he just put loads of yogurt in the beer, like natural yogurt. Oh wow! Um, and the you know, if you get like a natural yogurt, it's got like the live cultures of bacteria yeah. in it. 
Um, and that bacteria gets to work on the beer uh, uh, and sours it, produces lactic acid, like eats some of the sugar and produces lactic acid. Oh, wow. So I'm like, hell yeah. Sour it with yogurt, put cucumber and mint in it. That That is basically tzatziki. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting. <laughs> I just, I don't think I ever would have thought. <laughs> I, I think the thing is, like, I didn't know if it was like you had actually put the yogurt in it. it like, I just, I had no idea. And I was wondering, like, oh, what does that actually do? That's really interesting. I find that's, that's so fascinating. Mm. Stuff that you learn that you just had no idea about. But I think you guys just tend to you, you orbit you you know everything you tend to make some just really interesting stuff so obviously that one was inspired by your holiday like where do you pull mm. the rest of your inspiration from like you've got the black goats, you've got the sour like where where does the inspiration to make these creative and interesting flavored beers come from um it's a good question actually um inspiration kind of uh comes from everywhere you know it's close to home it comes from um it comes from from other beers. Uh, if I drink another beer and I'm like, wow, that's really really good. Like, I'd love to make a beer like that. You know, um, I'll, I'll kind of give it a shot. Like, uh, I quite like one thing. I really I find very stimulating about brewing is um, is like tasting something. And being like, oh, how can I how can I get those flavors? Almost like reverse engineering it. Yeah. How could I get these flavors into a beer? So even like um, one of my favorite beers in the world ever is uh, the Colonel uh, do their table beer. Yeah. which is like a kind of two and a half, three percent hoppy kind of beer. I love it. And I, I every time I sit in a pub, I have a pint of it and it always knocks me out. It's amazing. And so, yeah, I love to, I think, like, how do they, how do they get all that pack so much like flavor in something so small, you know, it's got this big flavor. So something like that, I'd like to kind of you know, get inspiration from that. Other flavors as well, like I just mentioned about like the satsaliki and stuff, like and we've got the cocktail. Um, influence beer i don't do it so much now at uh, orbit but especially in my mad hat times you know i i i'd be inspired by uh, like by food you know and i'd have like a really tasty like dessert like a combination of uh i don't know like a fruit and kind of a, a herb or something i'd be like oh my god that'd be amazing to get those kind of flavors in you know um yeah travel you know places go traveling away and finding like different kind of like beer cultures and stuff i get inspired by that Music as well sometimes inspires me. And do you know what? I've even brewed beers where the like the the, the name has come kind of first. You know, like oh, it's almost wow. like you get like a yeah, you get like a um, like a, a play on kind of words happens. I'm like, oh, I kind of have to brew a beer like, and you kind of do it <laughs> and then you reverse you engineer it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Do it that way. Um, yeah, uh, inspiration comes from kind of uh, absolutely everywhere. Really does. Is there anything that is like so wild in terms of flavors that you'd be like, no, nah, I wouldn't touch that, or is kind of anything fair game to to give a go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I had I haven't updated it for quite a long time because I've kind of uh, grown out of it. But I used to have like a I'm going to choose quite. I had like a, a document kind of on my phone, like a note that whenever I would get struck with like a, an idea, I'd like stick it in and some of them are absolutely kind of ridiculous oh I love um, that <laughs> uh I, I, yeah, I've not updated it for a couple of years let me quickly see if I can find it and I'll read some out for you like three o'clock in the morning quick write it down for it when, when we spoke yeah, to Rachel at Heist like that, and, uh... or, or like 
<laughs> she oh, was like yeah. COVID sick and she was like coming up with ideas of things. And then she realized afterwards, she's like, oh God, I had a fever. I wasn't feeling well. And she was like, why did I come up with that idea? That was just hilarious. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Beer ideas. It's quite long. Let's just pick some at random. So this is oh, yeah. where it's just like, it's just kind of like uh, the idea for like kind of flavors. So this is like the very, very base idea. Um, what have I got here? I've got strawberry coleslaw. Pins, pimp the sour. Okay, what does yeah. That mean? Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, I like cold that, brew but... coffee and coconut water, maybe tonic. Okay. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I can get behind that one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, apple? Question mark. Mead? Question mark. Cinnamon saison. Blend it. Ooh. Yes. You know what that means? Like that one, please. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually. That, I'm a big cinnamon <laughs> yeah. fan. So to, I like saisons. I like wow. cinnamon. Yeah. Oh, well, That's like apple this. pie. So this, yeah, totally. Oh, so yeah, this I think I started this probably about eight, seven or eight years ago. This thing, and this is one of the first ones in there. So it must have been in the. Uh, it says New Orleans Bourbon Street, Rye Sazerac, Cajun spices, and old fashioned sour. And there you go. And that's there is. We've done it. I'm gonna I'm gonna cross that one out. I'm just yeah, strike you've that one yeah. You've got to, you've got to revisit now <laughs> and go like, one. what have I actually done? That, yeah. that is yeah. brilliant. I, I like that you put like question marks next to like, <laughs> you're like, am strawberry? I crazy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, quite a lot of these were probably written when I was quite drunk. You know, yeah. like six beers deep or so. That's the best ideas. ideas. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. I think you should revisit the, the list and work yeah. your way through that. Yeah, I, I should. I should. Yeah. Oh, maybe not this one. There's one. Uh, so this is where the um, uh, the name kind of comes first. Because uh, when I was at um, when I was at Four Pure, uh, we did a beer called Juice Box. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had Juice Box. Yeah. It was great. In its day, when we first made it, it was absolutely fucking banging like really big like juicy kind of like bitter like ipa style mm, not so good now uh i've had it re- i had it recently and it's kind of a i haven't had it for quite a few yeah. i had it a few years ago yeah. i think and, and I, I enjoyed it when i had it a few years ago um but i, I haven't had it since so i have no idea what it tastes like now to be fair but at the time it was great um, so <laughs> i had a play on words where so, oh, rather than juice box I want to do a beer called Litter Box. Okay. Yeah. Now, very hoppy. Very hoppy, yeah, because there are um, there are certain hops varieties that give off uh, what what's kind of called it what's called a catty aroma. Yeah. Um, because it to some people it smells like uh, it smells like a cat piss, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no nice people. way to say it is there yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. some people that's what yeah. it smells like that's right it's, it's one of those weird um you know how some people uh some people think coriander just tastes like like they're swallowing like washing up liquid yeah it's just really yeah. unpleasant yeah these 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 aromas are the same some people think they smell like kind of like like blackberries or really nice yeah. a lot of people think it's like cactus yeah. so i thought uh i'd basically do a version of juice box like an ipa that was just packed full of like all of the hot varieties that had this catty aroma, yeah. Um, yeah. like a cluster, Simcoe, Mosaic, sometimes. Yeah, and basically put it out, call it a litter box. But I mean, that would be absolute hell to try and sell that beer. Like, here's well, a beer I, that just I literally could, tastes like cat beer. I know when you can <laughs> sell it, um, yeah. April Fool's Day. 
first of april you could have an april (laughs) fool's day release and then like you could put it out there and then people would go are they joking are they not joking and then you could be like no 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 we really have it (laughs) and you just (laughs) just offer it just offer it and tap remotely or something like that or give the idea to northern monk for their next one Oh, there you go. Yeah, let them take the full <laughs> the, the April Fool's days. We've gifted it to you, Northern Monk. <laughs> I, I, here we go. Here's the question for you two. Have either of you ever had like a beer that you thought this would probably be better off as like an April Fool's joke? You know? Um, yeah yeah i don't know if yeah. i should say it <laughs> are you thinking the same one that i'm thinking that we i don't know I've got, I've got two uh yeah and one i did have last year and one uh is the one you watched me drink and i was like oh no we had so we had um what well, it's a beer morty and it no was, not no, the one not i was that thinking. One. That's not thinking about. and it was it was a pickle beer a pickle beer a pickle beer uh... yeah no that was not for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah although but saying that i've had wild weathers um they they've done damn dead damn cucumber dead. Yeah. which i never really connected to the fact like that's a pickle and the first time i had it it was very pickle juicy and i was like oh no 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 mm. um but then i've had it since like many times since because i gave it another shot um they were saying i'll drink it out when it's nice and sunny out or mix gin in with it and actually i was like yeah this is really really nice the one i was thinking of was um the Boss Beers bubblegum one oh, because bubble it gum. didn't taste like bubblegum. And I was like, I will give this a go just because I was I was curious. I was like, let me give it a go because like bubblegum's nice, but it didn't taste like bubblegum. So I was like, Ugh. so that's the one that I was thinking of. But yeah, I agree, actually, the the pickle one. I felt yeah, so bad because yeah. I was like, it's done exactly what it's supposed yeah, it, to do. It did exactly what it said it was going to, just it was not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's good. I like, yeah, I, you know, it, as long as you knew kind of what you were getting into, Joanne, you know, it advertised itself as pickle beer. You're like, no, well, I, know no, I don't. Be like, like, I don't think it was pickle beer. No, so we we I knew that it was called Into Beer Morty, and we were like, that's an interesting name from Rick and Morty. Interesting, and we drank it, and we were like, what is this? And then we were like, oh, pickle Rick. I should have put two. Oh, I should have put yeah, two. And two we should have put it. To, and then when we drank it, we were like, oh, now we get it. Yeah. Oh, I sorry, I misunderstood. I thought yeah, you no. it, like it actually advertised itself as like a pickle. Well, it probably beer. was when they put it out, but we got it. We got it in um, the collab fest box, so it mm-hmm. was. So we didn't exactly know what it was. We just uh, knew the name of oh, it. Oh no, no, I bought it. <laughs> oh, I, you bought? Oh, yeah, I no, you bought, bought it. it. Um, and I bought it I because didn't. I got my surprise. I got it because the Rick and Morty reference. But I never put. I was being so stupid. I never put two and two together, and I was like. It's very obvious now <laughs> and how I should have known that. Yeah. And I just didn't. I was just like, yeah, I'll go with that one. It's a Rick and Morty reference. But I'm always happy to try something new. Yeah, I, I thought it was really like it, But you I can try was, interesting things. It was really good. It was really good in the sense of it was exactly as it, oh, yeah. <laughs> as it was meant to be. Um, it's just that ta- preference wise for the taste that I like, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't for me. No. <laughs> Did you rate it zero stars and unpacked? No, I don't. I, I don't, don't think, think I rated it. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think I rated it. I think I was just like, this is it. It is the beer that it says it is. Now that I've read the description of I gonna, it, I was going to say actually, I think I think I actually rated it high, and I said <laughs> I think I rated it quite high, and said tastes exactly as it's supposed to, <laughs> yeah. which means yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think my 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 favorite the fa- my favorite review, review of any beer that I've ever brewed was a. Uh, yeah, some somebody on Untapped like kind of uh, reviewing Satsuki Sour. Yeah, uh, I was like Satsuki beer, 
tastes like cucumbers. I fucking hate cucumbers. <laughs> Zero out of five. I'm like, well, but, but, you, that's maybe you shouldn't have yeah. done that one then, because quite obviously it's yeah. the front tzatziki, cucumber and mint. It's, right. it's, a, it's a funny one, isn't it, though? Because, because I find I like to, even if it's not a flavour that I typically like, if it's something that's unique and interesting, like I want to try it. If it's something that's different, I, I want to try it. I want to give it a go. But then, yeah, I don't go on and say, it tastes like this thing that I hate. I know that I didn't like it. I knew that's what I was getting. Yes. Zero stars. <laughs> so I'm going to give it zero stars. Even one though star. it's exactly what it um, says it was. Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is. Oh, it's got to be difficult because you you probably read those and you probably just want to be like, ah, oh, facepalm. So <laughs> oh, I stopped. I, I stopped reading my own reviews. I stopped about four years ago. I'm like, no, it just. Uh, it's probably it for, you for your while. mental health. Yeah. It's probably for the best. <laughs> When you guys do these kind of um, interesting beers and stuff, do you do a small like test kit first of it, or do you just go like whole hog and just go big kit right away? Okay, um, so we at Orbit, we we don't have a test kit. We don't have a pilot a pilot kit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, you know, um, We don't. We just have a main kit, and that's it. So we go like all in uh, on it. I've I've been at breweries, like four pure. They had like a little kind of, uh, I think a 50 litre, like little kind of test brew thing. Um, so I've kind of done tests on that. But basically, from, from when I was at Mad Hatter, we were a really small brewery there. I think like the, the size of a brewery was about 700 litres, which really isn't very much like in a mm. commercial brewery. It's very, very small. Um, but we did have like loads and loads of, of fermenting tanks. Like it's probably, I think we were about 20. So we were, we were brewing lots and lots and lots of like one-off beers in very sort of small batches so if one didn't quite work it didn't really matter because there was like there'd be another one coming out in a few days time do you know what I mean yeah so so I kind of got into a uh got into like a way of kind of working there where I didn't worry about making a mistake or you know just kind of I just I would just I'd quite happy to like have an idea go with it and roll with it and if if it didn't quite work out hey it doesn't quite work out maybe we'll brew it again and change it maybe we won't that's fine um so yeah I think I've got a very open and kind of quite free kind of attitude towards kind of brewing in that way that basically the way I view it is if you're not confident enough in the idea and the recipe and stuff that you have to kind of brew it on a little test kit then maybe you shouldn't be brewing it in the first place maybe just like you know kind of go back to the drawing board a bit and kind of like think it through a bit more you know yeah yeah i think yeah confidence is key isn't it and um yeah i think to be fair like, i'm just i'm so surprised that like, you can like play around with something so interesting and and unique and then it turns out so good and it's like i i would have guessed like oh you probably did like a test pass first you played around with the flip like the fact that you just went all in on it and it's come out so good for, for something so unique as well that's that's really impressive so well well done for that thank you yeah some of them do some of them don't work out so good you know they definitely have been somewhere i'm like yeah i didn't quite get that right you know if i brewed, if i brewed it again i would i'd definitely make a few quite a few changes in that and hey that's fine sometimes we brew them again sometimes we don't and yeah you just you just forget about it it's like it's in the past it's fine don't worry about it it's also like that that risk and reward thing isn't it it's like you could play it safe um but it's never fun playing it safe is it exactly <laughs> some of the best yeah. stuff comes from not playing it safe exactly in the immortal and wise words of s club seven reach for the stars 
that's right. something I never thought was right. going to come up. That is brilliant. But <laughs> we're all about music here. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, shall we crack this? The second one that we've got open, which is the Blackberry yeah. Guys. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about this one, actually. I've only just realised actually that I I've cheated a little bit on you on YouTube yeah. here. That, that's Sadrak Sour. I just grabbed one out of the brewery fridge today, uh, and it, I actually grabbed the barrel aged version. Um, right. Because we yeah we had we, we had two we had two bourbon barrels yeah. and we we filled those with the beer and aged it for three or four months because uh, I wanted to get more of the bourbon flavour like yeah. it would be yeah. in the cocktail. Um, so yeah, so I actually had a different experience. Oh, you had fa- you had I had a little bit more of the woody kind of bourbon kind yeah, of flavour. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say I saw um, when I was when I was uh, doing a bit of like sort of research and stuff as well before I contacted you guys. Um, you had like the the digger series, which mm-hmm. uh, those were sort of like barrel aged ones. I mean, the one that the the stout was it the stout one? You did a stout, did you, with a coffee? That yeah. sounded amazing. Old Spike Roastery, I think it was. And, yeah, and they support right. like a yeah. homelessness charity, which is really brilliant in itself. But that barrel aged one just sounded amazing because I love coffee. I'm not a tea person. I'm definitely a coffee person. So the mm. idea of just getting this barrel aged beer that's got this nice, like, ro- like actual roasted coffee from like a, a local roastery, like that, that just to me just did it. <laughs> Yeah, love it. Yeah, track that down. Um, uh, we brew quite a few beers with coffee because yeah, we 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 work with a uh, with Old Spike, uh, a very local um, local uh, roastery. And yeah, you said they're they're very sort of focused on kind of uh, uh, like basically doing good in like a kind of social kind of sense. Like you know, yeah, they employ uh, uh, they give like kind of uh, jobs and kind of training experience for like homeless people and like uh, ex offenders and stuff as well. People that might find it difficult to kind of like. Uh, you know, get their way kind of like a foothold back in kind of society after they've been through tough times and stuff. So yeah, we love to support them. We 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 do we've done that stout that we barrel aged with like on their coffee beans. Um what did we do recently? Um we did uh a breakfast stout which has got kind of like loads of oats uh and coffee and a little bit of like cocoa in it as well. Uh yeah so We've got a little little relationship going with Old Spike. Like we we get some coffee off of them. We give them like a case of beer every month, you know. So so we get our coffee in the morning when we go to the brewery, and they get their they get some the beer out of us. That sounds like the yeah. best exchange. That sounds yeah. like the best exchange of the world. Exactly, I love it. Yeah, I was like drooling going through some of the beers that were on there. I was just like, that sounds amazing, and that sounds amazing. I think like when we came up to the stand at the London Craft Beer Festival. I was so overwhelmed by choice, like everything sounded amazing. And I was like, literally, uh, uh, that one, that one, that one, that one, and that one. Like, I just, I didn't even, I don't even, I think I missed a whole bunch. Like, I missed some of them as well. And I was like, Mm. oh, no, after the fact, I was like, I should have thought longer on this. But I felt like I was already (laughs) taking time at the front of the queue. Yeah, the lady that said my mind was so patient. Very, very patient while we were like, what about that one? What about that one? Yeah, and then having... I saw the tzatziki sour and I was like, oh, I need to have that one. That one sounds interesting. I've got to give that one a go. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. This a little tip. In future, whenever you're in that kind of situation again, uh, the words to use are one of everything, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think about that. I did think <laughs> it was a lot that. of choice. So I went, so we had I to went carry them home. Yeah, I know. Oh, was, yeah, of course. That's the problem. Uh, wasn't, wasn't a great time in my I'm not particularly fit, so... 
yeah that backpack home yeah, was not a lot of beer home that day <laughs> my husband was like how have you been walking around with <laughs> this all day I was like it's good and um, we stopped off like on the on the beer mile as well on the way home and he was like how did you make another stop after leaving here and you proceeded to take this on the tube and I was like yeah it's good <laughs> it was beer that needed to come home with us. yeah I got I got my exercise and it was good yeah oh this <clears throat> this literally smells just really lush like it just smells yeah. like a nice it smells almost like a like when you have a nice um like a berry tart like mm-hmm. an actual fruit yeah, like a do. like a dessert tart that's what I get from there because there's that little bit of sweetness but there's that that heavy like tartness to it as well yeah. proper bramble yeah 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 this is exactly what this is all about um this is like a you know we we're talking about uh where like inspiration comes from this is where it's very simple. It's it's like a it's a goza, a goza uh, just like a, a, a kind of very old sort of traditional style from a Leipzig in in Germany. Um, but then using uh, using like local kind of like blackberries uh, for it, and blackberries are we're in are in season at that point. So we've got a big glut of like blackberries. I'm like, yeah, let's just like put them in there so I think that I always think that blackberries have that kind of slightly kind of tart especially if you eat them like yeah. a bit too early as well and they've got that sort of quite tart and that's when I like them I like them when they're a little bit more tart rather than kind of sweet um yeah that's uh, inspiration just came from there that's you know what I was saying about how we take we take these kind of European styles some that are quite uh they're quite like, antiquated like the go the goza until until I'd say the last 10 years or so it was pretty much like uh, like a historical oddity, like a footnote yeah. that kind of, I think there's only one or maybe even two kind of breweries in the world, like in, in Germany that were still making it. And um, like, it just, it was really popular up until about 60, 70 years ago. Then lager, like mass produced lager just flood the market and all these little regional beer styles just kind of get, uh, get kind of washed away and kind of just die out, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not saying, who knows, because I've never had, like, I've literally never tried, like, an authentic Leipzig Goza. Right. So I don't know if this is, like, authentic in any kind of way, but, yeah, it's my my, my, my sort of nod to that kind of beer style. I, was say, I think it's, it certainly, like, lands in the way that you, I think you expect that style to land, so. Mm. So, yeah, the sourness, this is very, the, the sourness is much, much less, much, much more mild than the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, than the than the, the, the sazerac that we had, it's just rather than being sour, it's more just like a little tickle, like a little tickle tartness kind of on your tongue, kind of afterwards. Um, and the thing that makes the goza its real signature flavour is the the salinity, like the saltiness. Yeah. yeah. You know? um, I think that comes from like the the oh, what's the name of the river? I can't remember. My I I only got a D in in geography at school. I'm not very good. <laughs> Um, yeah, the river that runs through Leipzig yeah. is it's it's got a really high like saline content. It's really salty. Uh, so the beers they were brewing from using that natural water had a really high salt content. So that gives that's what gives it that kind of salty kind of savoury tang to it. Um, of course, the Thames is not salty, <laughs> and you don't want to breathe already from the Thames anyway. No. So, uh, to get that salty <laughs> kind of flavour, I I literally I just put some. Uh, Put some uh, some uh, like Himalayan kind of rock salt, like mm-hmm. uh, in in the brew in the boil. Give it that slight tang. It's, it's really yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 that, that definitely makes it that, that you get that slight tang at the end. You, know? mm. you definitely want to take another sip. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it has that Moorish quality. I think the salt that it, the salt comes in for me anyway is like towards the back end of it as well. And that's yeah. what that's what sort of makes me want to go back. And, and it almost kind of like after I've swallowed, it leaves a bit of like a like a bit of dryness as well. And it makes mm. me want to go back for another sip. And, it, and I think that's what kind of makes it that Moorish quality that you just want to keep sipping on. Like I just drank that. Obviously, oh, I didn't wow. pour the whole thing out. <laughs> I only poured it up to there. Um, but I drank that quite quick because I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah. stop taking a sip from really it really refreshing <laughs> it's, it is it's really nice yeah. I feel like it would be perfect in the sun and I think with your yeah, cocktail inspired beers I feel like you could make a really good cocktail like a beer cocktail using that as well mm. yeah I'd be up for that well if you ever do try it uh let us know uh like I feel like that with a bit of chambord or something like I feel like chambord oh, yeah, mix yeah, quite well absolutely. with that as well I'll have to give something a go on that because uh because yeah, I think I think it would make a really good cocktail. <laughs> mm, it would. It's all, yeah. I mean, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It's 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 definitely a summer beer. Like you know, that's definitely in the back of my mind when I'm kind of making a beer or like designing a recipe for beer. It's like the kind of like situation that it would be best to drink it in. You know, um, and this is definitely one like you know that that kind of like uh, late summer sun, like, you know, when the sun's just, the sunset's going down and you've got that purpley, orangey kind of sunset going, you know, and it's, you've already had a few beers, you know, a little bit of rosy cheek kind of thing, but it's still warm outside. Yeah, that's exactly when you're meant to be drinking this beer. I really love that. That's right. how you ex- how you describe that then, yeah. because I think, like, I do think about things in terms of that as well, in the sense of, like, I if it, not with every beer, but there are definitely certain beers where I sit there and I go, the perfect setting for this is X, Y, Z. And it's it's just really interesting because I don't think that gets talked about a lot. And so it's interesting that you describe thinking about it in that way as well, because I think there's probably a lot of us that think about particular beers in that sort of scenario setting it just doesn't get talked about so yeah, yeah I totally relate to that situational like yeah. it, and when you drink it it reminds you of certain Memories. times and and certain things that happened like that's the amazing thing about beer is the memories and the and the things it brings back when you're drinking it yeah that's a great point because yeah that's like I think I read like a uh, some kind of study that was like said uh, like mem like the the most potent trigger for like accessing your memory is uh is your sense of like uh, smell like yeah so like if you I mean like your taste like when you taste the beer I think like ninety percent or something of what you experience is coming from the smell of it basically yeah but yeah that's definitely so like tasting that beer like can like you're right can like just whack you like straight back to like these memories of like oh. When, when you kind of drunk it before absolutely for me it's almost like yeah. sort of a late spring early summer as opposed to like the the height of summer I think it's kind of like mm. that freshness of spring when it's just starting to warm up and head towards summer like that's where for me this taste sort of falls into play when when the brambles are just starting to grow and that's when you're like mm. oh, yeah that's what it makes me think of <laughs> yeah I love it um I love the colour of this beer as well. I think it's beautiful. Like it's just got it's got that, got that slight, slight pink blush to yeah, it, isn't it? That, yeah, blush, yeah. the blushiness. Yeah. I was going to comment on that as well because yeah. that's I was like, oh, it's just really nice looking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a question about. So I got at, at the festival when I bought all those beers. I got um a Nico and a and a Saint Nico. 
is there actually because obviously I know one's more of like the 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 festive holiday one is there actually a difference in flavor um did you do something different with the process or is it just sort of like a rebranding for the holidays um yeah so Nico is our our main beer like our core beer you know it's a it's a 4.8 percent Kolsch um just kind of like it's a hybrid beer between like a, an ale and a, and a lager comes from Cologne in Germany um and yeah <laughs> Again, like I said, that's that's an example of where the name kind of comes first. I remember, I think it was two years ago at Christmas time. Um, uh, Danny, who's like one of the the brewery assistants, he he's absolutely fucking obsessed with like Christmas songs. Like as soon as it hits the first of December, <laughs> he's like, right, I'm taking over the stereo for the whole month, and he just sticks on <laughs> in the brewery. Just like Christmas. I love it. I'm like, oh my god. Um, and I remember, I remember saying, like, "Oh, we should do a beer like to, to uh, a beer like a beer for you to sort of you know celebrate your like love of Christmas." I think he, he made the joke of like saying, like, "Oh, well, yeah, call it, call it Jolly Saint Nico, you know, like Jolly Saint Nick, you know." Um, and I'm like, "Fuck yes, this what a great <laughs> that's a great idea. Let's do let's do a Christmas version of like our core beer." Um, so yeah, it's basically it's Nico. The the base beer is exactly the same, uh, same malt, same hop, same yeast, and everything. Uh, but yeah, I put like we put like a blend of uh, Christmas type kind of spices like uh, in the in the boil in the beer. Um, so that's got what's that? I think there's cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, allspice, you know, like those kind of things. So basically, like kind of it's, it's like a mold a mold kolsch, if you will, you know. Um, yeah, I just thought that name was just too good to like not. Yeah, you know, it's like an open goal. We just really need to like bury it in the back of that basically. Uh, yeah, I was really like, uh, so I got one of each, and now I'm just even more excited to because I thought I'll get one of each because that was my understanding. It was like a variation on the original, and and I was like, oh, it'd be really fun to sort of. Ha- I love doing beer comparisons myself, so I like getting ones that are all either uh, variations of one or like just say all of a particular tiramisu stout or tiramisu something like that and I like to just compare them just because I think it's fun not to each other per se but just in the light what are the similarities and differences and and you know how close is it to what it's trying to get to and that kind of stuff and when I saw the Nico and the Saint Nico I was like oh I want one of both because I want to I want to have that that the Nico and then I want to move on to the Christmas one and go like oh actually can I taste all sort of the similarities in that and what's in what is the differences and all that and I'm just really excited now because I absolutely love cinnamon and allspice and those kind of the seasoning so I'm like oh the spices I'm just really excited now oh I hope you like it yeah it's uh it, it's kind of that was quite a hard one to get right because like you know when you asked me earlier about like you know, do you do like a test batch I got to admit, that's one beer where I would have loved to have brewed like a little small version of it and got the spice levels like. Just yeah, spices right. are hard. Spices are hard. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, if you don't, you don't get enough in there, and you just don't taste it, and then you put yeah. out a beer that says, "Oh, it's Christmas spice beer," and people taste it and feel let down. They're like, "Oh, yeah. I don't really get much from it." Or if you if you're a little bit too heavy-handed with it, yeah. it's just gross, isn't it? When you yeah. you know when you put too much in it, it's like, "Oh, it's just it tastes really artificial and horrible." Yeah. So it was, that that was a bit hairy. It was a little bit hairy, like yeah. putting in like the spice for this whole batch of being like I could literally be like ruining this beer and we're gonna have to like take it down the drain. Yeah. Um 
because yeah, yeah we wouldn't if it, if I'd have fucked it up and put way too much in we wouldn't have put it out I think it, it would yeah. have gone down the drain but yeah so so we, can, you, can you recover yeah, from that can you recover um, from that and go I've put too much can I put some more where it's that variation of this of the Nico could you like mix back in Nico to try yeah. to even it out or or would that just massively ball something up there yeah yeah that's exactly what you do like it's, it's always better in these uh situations to kind of start low and kind of work your way up because you can always add more to it yeah. but taking it out is kind of impossible yeah but yeah if if it did go that way and it was like whoa i've gone way too heavy on that put way too much in it's too spicy yeah you could always sort of blend it back with a bit of like kind of plain nico and that would kind of lower the spice levels down um yeah so we yeah we could have fixed it but we could have, my first year i think it was a little bit too much mm. and this year i went a little bit under and uh, like Sarah, uh, who does all the fouls and stuff, she's like, oh, like I th- think it could be a little bit more for next year, the third Christmas we brew it. I'm going to get it just right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> time is side side. Next the year charm. it's going to be just kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to just keep guessing it every year. Just to yeah. be like, what's the spice <laughs> level this time? <laughs> all right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that you often have to? drain poor stuff or are you do you think that it all kind of comes together and you can usually put something out there yeah it's we've done it uh i mean over my career yeah we've uh, all different breweries i've we uh, how many oh god I'd probably put like maybe like six or seven beers like down the drain mm. um i mean i think that's pretty good rate like in like yeah, that's not that's eight like years, one a year, is like, it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I'd say that's um, good going. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's only been two of them where it just, like, it was kind of a beer idea that I kind of tried out and it just tasted really wrong. Yeah. Bad. And I'm like, nah, that's, that's, that's got no place. That, that's got no, no reason to exist in this world. <laughs> that can go down the drain. Uh, the other times, yeah, when something, like, something's kind of happened to the beer, like, I was doing the fermentation or something, and maybe, you know, it's developed like a kind of infected kind of flavor or something, or it's not fermented properly. And yeah, you can, you know, a lot of the times you can kind of really struggle and fight against it and try to get it right. And uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You just have to like know when to cut your losses and be like, nope, that one's going away. That's going yeah. down the drain. Yeah. It, it is a sad thing. It's a sad thing to see, you know. Yeah. I, I make sure I always, whenever I do tip one down the drain, I'm always like with it. <laughs> I always like watch it go down the drain. And yeah. Like, I think it's a lesson. It's, it's a good thing to take in as a brewer to like, you know, accept the fact that, yep, you've made a mistake and learn from it. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it again. I think that's pretty admirable though, to, in the sense of you're like, well, I could put it out there and then, you know, people aren't going to enjoy it. You know, they're not, I think it's, it's about quality control. And I think there's something really um, not positive about having to drain poor beers but Mm. positive the fact that you're like okay I have made this mistake or this didn't go right and instead of just trying to make it work and and you know fix it with plasters and do whatever I can to still get it out there just being like look I accept the loss and I'm just gonna we'll just start fresh and and not let it discourage you either and just be like just start fresh start over we'll do something even better and I think Mm. there's something kind of admirable to that because I think that if it were me I would not ha- I don't think I'd handle that well I'd be like no I wouldn't I wouldn't want to watch it I'd be like do it while I'm gone <laughs> I don't want to be with it right now <laughs> yeah it can be difficult yeah I, I, uh, no, I don't want to like I'm not gonna like 
name names or anything, but I'm sure quite. I think other breweries maybe sometimes like if a beer doesn't quite work out right, you know, they either they're either like yeah, let's just like stick it in a barrel and like throw loads of like weird shit in it and then release it as a special edition, like right. at yeah. some point down the line or something like that. I'd had to guess that's definitely yeah. that's definitely happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's my other favourite one? Um, it's like when a beer kind of gets infected with like a bacteria strain of some kind and then they release it as like a, a sour. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure like you, I can, you can just taste these beers. You taste it and you're like, that, that really shouldn't yeah, have been no. sour, you know. And they're like, no, 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 it was meant to be that <laughs> way. It was meant, it was to, be meant like to be that, that. <laughs> you're like oh, okay it's just very complex you wouldn't understand yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god that's like craft gaslighting isn't it like yeah first thing you have yeah. a beer being like well yeah you know if your palate was a bit more developed you know you might kind of understand it but calories like, spectrum yeah i was gonna say it's it's like a it's like a double it's like a double standard as well of like it's the gatekeeping and the gaslighting yeah, yeah. Just, you just wouldn't oh. understand <laughs> Yeah, no, that is um, like I said, it's it's different. I can't even imagine. I'd be like, I don't want to see it. Tell it goodbye <laughs> for me, and then I'd leave because I'm dramatic. So I'd definitely do that. Uh, I, I did see, I did see on your website you had uh, like the digger series, which you already sort of talked about, and then you had like the the white label series. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's sort of the white label series compared to sort of what the normal the normal offerings are? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, so um, the the core range, so to speak, uh, they're the beers that we brew. They're the beers that pay the bills and keep all the lights on, you know. Um, so we've got uh, we've got Nico, uh, which is the Colts. Uh, we've got Ivo, um, which is our our pale ale, like four and a half percent pale ale. Uh, Peel, which um, is like a Belgian style, uh, like blonde, like pale ale. Uh, and then Dead Wax, which is a, a like a London porter. They're like the main beers. We 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 brew them like all the time, all year round. Then the white labels, we brew generally about one, one a month or so. Okay. And they're the, they're the one-off beers that we brew, you know, the, the Sazerac you know, we've got yeah. there or the Blackberry Dover. So they're generally ones where, yeah, when, you know, when I'm like, hey, I come up with, we come up with a new idea for a beer. We're like, yeah, we're going to brew that one-off, uh, make it as a white label. Again, with that music reference, you know, you get the, you get the white label test pressing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a white label, kind of, we like it and it turns out really well. Uh, we kind of rebrew it. Uh, we do like a remix version, you know, or reissue version. So like Sadiki Sour, like kind of, uh, we brew. You know, it's not in the core range, but we but we brew it maybe sort of three three or four times a year, like over summertime. Yeah, uh, we've got one called Twenty Four Hour Party Pilsner. Uh, it's like a like a three percent uh, Pilsner. Uh, we brew that kind of a few times a year as well. Um, and then yeah, the digger series—that's the rare stuff, you know. That you know, digging in the crates for the rare records, that kind of thing. So they're the things that uh, there will only be very, very small amounts of it kind of released, like the uh, the barrel aged, you know, the barrel aged stouts and uh, the cuvee de Cologne, which is a uh, our our culch that we put into these oak barrels and then put in lots of uh, Britannomyces, like wild yeast cultures, and then blend all of the beers together, so they get this really complex kind of. Uh, wild, funky, farmyardy kind of flavors going on, uh, and put them out. 
they literally sounded amazing when I was looking yeah, at the website. I was just like, I, I was like, I'm, I'm just here to look at a few things. I was like, don't, <laughs> do not. Hands. Yeah, I was like, it's Christmas. <laughs> like, you, you've just done all your Christmas shopping. At least wait until the new year. And I had to just close the tab down because they all just sounded so good. But I really love how that sort of relates back to like the music thing again. It's like the, the rebrew, but it's it's like a remix it's a it's a it's a repressing yeah. <laughs> if you will like all of that's really cool the, the digger series being like oh i'm i'm digging for you know that that really hard to find you know first pressing of something and i just i think that's such a really cool thing that i i didn't connect that until you've just said that and now i'm like oh it makes total sense and it fits the theme and it's really really amazing um you mentioned sarah quite a few times as well I think mm-hmm. I saw on the blogs, she the one that does the, uh, there was like a cocktail recipe and then like a cheese sauce recipe and stuff like that. That was, that was made with, with your beer. I think yeah. she those posts, yeah. they were really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Earlier when you mentioned like about doing like a beer cocktail with that, like, yeah, Sarah would absolutely love to hear about that because she's really into doing that. Um, making like kind of like cocktails out of our beers and stuff and uh, doing, um making like desserts and stuff like kind of out of the beers and stuff um yeah Sarah, Sarah's amazing Sarah's great like if you go to any kind of like well maybe not now with Covid so much but uh if you if you go to any kind of like beer event like in London there's quite a good chance that kind of Sarah's going to be there um and you know that if you do run into her there's quite a good chance that by the end of the evening you'll come away like with, with a new best friend like <laughs> Sarah she's amazing amazing really cool person yeah, yeah. i feel like she, she needs to do she needs yeah. to do um like a chocolate bread pudding with your with one of your digger series barrel aged stouts <laughs> like yeah, that, would, that be. would be amazing or an espresso martini even there you go mm, yeah, yeah I, that's it the, the new year i've got to order more of your beers and then i need to start playing with cocktails that's what's got to happen yeah. <laughs> i'd love to hear it love to see it um, speaking of beer events, you so I mentioned at the beginning that you guys sort of did. Uh, I think I saw that you guys had done like the vinyl record nights at, at the tap room. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any kind of like just out of curiosity, in case anyone's interested in that? Like, do you guys um, have any like guidelines for it? Does anything get censored? Is it like certain types of music only? How, how does that actually work? Because it's really interesting, and I think Brewery Local to me has done that a handful of times, but I've never gone to it. So I'm just interested to know how you guys run that. Yeah, it's it's a really cool night. Um, we do it in conjunction with um, uh, this guy called Music Box, um, uh, and they're like a, a internet radio station. Um, and they, yeah, they're basically uh, they do kind of like live streams of people people like just doing like DJ sets like in their in their kind of like homes or stuff like that, and stream it like live on the internet, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, once a month they do a night at our our tap room. Um, but they set up like kind of webcams and basically stream because we've got two like record decks like in our in our tap room. Um, and you basically turn up. They've got a blackboard, uh, and you basically just turn up and you put your name on the blackboard, um, and they give you a slot. They give you a twenty minute slot uh, with a time. Uh, wow. So you bring your own records along. Um, when it's your time to DJ, they call you, call out your name and you get up and you do 20 minutes DJing, like on vinyl. It can, you can play whatever you want, as long as it's anything, it's got to be on vinyl. Yeah? You've got yeah, to actually yeah. have the slabs of vinyl with you. Yeah. Um, you play your 20 minutes and then when you're done, they give you a token, which looks just like those little, uh, those little record spaces. Yeah. Take it out to the bar, give it to, the, give it to whoever's working at the bar and they, they give you a free beer. 
uh, Detroit. Nice. Today. That's really cool. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah, I did it. I did it last month. Uh, I took along like all my. Uh, uh, I took along like, all my old sort of uh, sub nineties kind of grunge seven inches and stuff. Uh, I played a bit of that. Uh, my friend took a. He's really into like. Um, really kind of like heavy kind of like screamo and kind of metal kind of music right. he played 20 minutes of that which went down <laughs> went down kind of interestingly you know uh, my that's the thing Alex, is i would have uh, liked that <laughs> <laughs> i would have been the one person and they're going woo keep it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. so yeah people play with different kinds of stuff it's a really really fun night um really good and you get paid in beer as well nice yeah, that, that sounds really, really fun, fun. I'll just bring all my David Bowie's along. Oh yeah, there you go. I I, I actually took a, I played the David Bowie record as well. I took along um uh the Lodger album and I played nice. uh, the I'm a DJ. I yeah. am a DJ. I play one that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a that's a good song to play. That's so good. I feel like I'd I'd like way overthink it though, because I'd be like, hmm, which one? Like, oh, what if I play this one? Oh, twenty minutes. Someone, yeah, twenty minutes. And you don't want people to be judging you for your music taste, so you're like, Ooh, which one is going to land the best in this room for twenty minutes? Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because like twenty minutes is not very long when you when you actually cut it down, you know. It's yeah, but like, it's quite long when people are looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to be honest, Tori, I wouldn't worry about it too much because, like, you know, most people are there, like, you know, especially if you play later in the evening, like, everybody's pretty much drunk by that yeah, point. Yeah, I feel like they're they're really, 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 really late care. slot. <laughs> <laughs> the really, really late slot, and that's where I'll play all the screamo music and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. The tap, yeah, I tap, we opened our tap room, like, how, when was it, June? Like, end of May, beginning of June, I think. Um... And yeah, it's I really love it at the moment. It's really nice. It's got that real kind of community, kind of local kind of feel to oh, it, nice. you know. Because um, yeah. like we we finished work, it's a, we got we've got like four of these railway arches. Like um, if you've been to like the beer mile, you yeah. kind of know what yeah. that's like. Yeah. yeah. So we've got like four of these arches next to each other. We have got the brewery in two of them, and then the tap rooms in the next one. So yeah, we finished work, you know, five five o'clock whatever in the in the brewery. Go next door into the tap room, and like every night of the week, it's it's always the same people you you know you see and you get to know everyone you're like hey 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 now everyone by name you know it's, it's got this really nice little kind of like sort of community feel to it which That's is absolutely really lovely really nice. sounds like a fun yeah. night I've, I've thought about it i think maybe i'd ease into it and i'd maybe just play like the postal service or something like that because i feel like that's an easy thing to have on in the background um maybe people won't get super excited about it but also no one's going to be like this is a racket turn it off because it just blends (laughs) right into the background quite well so i think that would be my choice (laughs) 20 minutes of the postal service (laughs) well just put put, like such great heights on repeat yeah just just (laughs) over and over and over again if you'd be like i swear we've heard this you haven't no no (laughs) right joe do you have any other questions on your end these beers are absolutely beautiful i might have to find out how much yogurt you use in your beers because i want to try that now oh what powering a beer with yogurt yeah oh well um i will tell you if you uh yeah if you want to like drop me a line yeah when we hop off this you can tell me We'll keep it secret. Yeah. We won't tell other people. Oh no, no, I'm not like I'm so not into like uh, like keeping kind of secrets. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like I think it's 
all about sharing your kind of yeah. your information. Yeah, the one thing you've got to make sure if you do use yogurt, it has to be the, the live yogurt. It can't be pasteurized because yeah. that kills all the bacteria. Yeah, it's all the bacteria live. in it. Yeah, and there's a certain type of bacteria you want, which is uh, uh, like lactoacidophilus. Gives that okay. real yogurt kind of taste. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, um, that's exciting. It's good fun. Um, yeah, it's a good way, really good way to sell beers. That's uh, I've done it quite a few beers now. It always gives you a really nice kind of soft kind of sourness to it. Cool. Actually, I have a question for you two, actually. Oh, I God, I know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, as a brewer, like, uh, you can kind of like go off the boil a bit and you kind of get a bit like uh, blinkered, like, because I drink a lot of my own beer. I know it's kind of like a bit <laughs> naff, say so. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'll just take beer home from the brewery. I'll just hang out in the tap room, you know. Um, so the last like year or so, I've not really not been kind of like getting out there and trying like beer from like new breweries and stuff. So what from each of you, what's like the best beer from like a, a newish kind of brewery you've had in like the last kind of year or so that ooh, I could go and check ooh, out? That's a really good question. Um, I think I know what I'm going to say, but Joe, do you want to go first in case we end up saying the same thing? Like, yeah, because I, like I feel like we might. I feel like we might say the same thing. So um, I'll let you go first. So I, we we literally drank this this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly we were what I, was was um, I drank a liter of it. Yeah, we yeah. drank. A liter, we both drank a liter of this um, on a Miracle, <laughs> on a Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. a Monday night. Um, Mirakai and Echo Brewing's Imperial Stout, which is uh, a coffee and vanilla imperial stout is absolutely beautiful oh. yeah i've just ordered 12%. i just got three cans three yeah. cans delivered to me today that i ordered after drinking the liter because yeah. it was so good 12 percent. Wow. it does not taste 12 percent. it is incredibly dangerous but absolutely beautiful yeah and i think individually we've had both of their beers mirakai's beers and yeah. echo's beers individually um and they both just make stunning beers yeah, separately so together beers. this was just like an absolute powerhouse of a beer <laughs> yeah. oh, well is it a, is it a collaboration brew yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, Mirakai and Echo. Yep, highly recommend cool. them. Oh, I've made a note of that. Amazing. I think the other one that I would say, and this uh-huh. is maybe biased because we went and we brewed, <laughs> yeah. well, we went and we brewed a beer with him, but through brewing that beer with him, I tried a whole bunch of their beers at the tap room. I'd say Heist, which yeah. I think like uh-huh. people know who Heist are, but you just, I don't think you see, because they've only recently started putting cans out there. I, I don't think they've been selling cans outside of the tap room for very long, um, if I remember correctly. So, like, for me, they've done so many, like, interesting things that I, yeah, when we were there, I got to try so many different things. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was just, like, banger after banger. So, yeah, those yeah. are really good. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've not, I've not heard of them before. Uh, yeah, up in, up in Sheffield. Sheffield. Oh, yeah. cool. And they also like yeah. to get creative with stuff. So yeah. that was, uh, <laughs> that's... um. They've done like a Rachel made that that white stout that was like yeah, a strawberry, strawberry, white, strawberry stout. white stout. It's supposed to be pink, oh. bro. It wasn't pink, <laughs> but she tried. She it was called. It was yeah. supposed to be pink, bro, because it, me- it was meant to come out pink, but it didn't. But it tasted oh, okay. phenomenal. Yeah, so it was delicious. Oh, nice. I'll see if I can check them out and get. Some yeah, do. Yeah. Any other questions for us? That's like, that's the first that yeah, we've that got a good question. question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, I was I like, like it. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. If, if I if Orbit were to brew like another beer based off of like a cocktail, what would it? What would you like to see? Ooh. 
I think I know mine. When you do yours first. Okay, I'm going to say. I think I know what you're going to say, actually. Okay, what am I going to say? I'm going to guess what I'm going to say. Espresso martini. No. Uh, (laughs) I like coffee. I like espresso martinis, but no. I would say only because I've only seen one other brewery do this, but this was, so I am not originally, from anyone that listens to this already, I'm not originally from the UK, I'm from the US. When I first moved here about eight years ago, I discovered what a snake bite was. And that (laughs) was always my drink of choice. When I'd go out in Reading, it would be a snake bite. So I think I've only seen one other brewery do this and I've got the bottle, but I've not drank it yet. It would be a snake bite. (laughs) Wow. The classiest of all yeah. cocktails. Yeah, I like to keep it classy. I mean, that's what that's exactly that's what everyone calls me. They all call me classy. Yeah, classy Tory. That's that's what we call it all the time. Um, I really enjoy a margarita. Ooh. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. Strawberry margarita. No, I just want a classic oh, yeah. lime one. I like strawberries. Yeah, but I want to get like definitely. like you could tequila barrel age it. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Tequila yeah, barrel totally. aging, love it. Yeah. See, I went oh, with yeah. the memories. You yeah. went for the taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, margarita would work perfectly, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. I can already taste it. It'd be like, it would be like, I think it'd have to be slightly, like a bit of a sour. Yeah, like, yeah. Slight, but not not too sour. No, uh, no. But like the sourness, like, come loads of kind of like citric kind of flavors, yes. like the, you know, for the lime. Maybe loads of lime zest in it. Yes. As pale as anything, like almost like you know the palest and palest and palest of beers you could possibly yes. get. Yeah, totally. And yeah, like you said, you've got to age that stuff in yeah. the tequila barrel, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Add well, that to the list. Um, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm updating <laughs> yeah, my. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was brilliant. No, thank you for asking us yeah, questions. That was, that was fun. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I've got a, this is cool. I've never answered a question. Um, no, that's brilliant. I think that sort of that covers everything. I'm I can't wait to drink the rest of these because I saved some so I could take a photo. Yeah, we've got to take our geeky pictures. That's just that's all we do. It's it's mm. yeah, it's it's cheesy. We do it. Um <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait to finish drinking them either because they're really nice. I can't wait to try the rest of them because I've got a whole bunch. I'm like, yes, I'm I'm excited. I've been saving the Saint Nico for Christmas. So um that's gonna be a fun one. Um anything you want to plug, brewery events, yourself, anything, feel free to plug it now. Yeah, I mean if you're in London, if you're in South London in Camberwell, come down a little bit tap room. Um, yeah. Uh, if you come down on a Friday night once a month, you might catch me DJing. So, uh, Amazing. <laughs> do that. And yeah, look out for our new beers because we're going to be, like I said, we're opening our new, our new brewery, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So next year, uh, yeah, expect to see like a lot more new beers coming out for us. Keep an eye out for that. That's exciting. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Thank you again so much for joining us and for giving you for giving us your time because I know you're probably super busy. You get up early, probably not ideal for you. So thank you so much for yeah, talking thank to you. us. Hey, that's okay. I don't get up that early. I only live like a five minute bike ride from Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had, a, I had a great time. It was really fun. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. I feel like they're both beautiful. Yeah, both I'm really beautiful. excited to try the other stuff. That yeah. I got. Um, I'm glad that it was like that deal was so good. Like so good. 20 quid for a bag, a bottle opener, which is like quite a nice. Yeah, it's a good sturdy bottle opener. It's bottle. Um, like a wood handle and one of the slightly longer um, opener sections so you can get good leverage. Do you know what that one's really good for? Opening wax sealed bottles. Oh yeah you're right. You get good leverage under it. Yes, that little lip that's yeah. the, no that you're right. That's perfect. Yeah. Um I'm just really impressed because like the fact that these aren't necessarily done on like the pilot kit. Yeah, they're not 
test brood it's not test brood it's it's really just the fact that you can get something so interesting and and to land so well not having even like tested that out that's just I feel like that's just a sign of somebody that obviously really knows what they're doing and yeah and and I, I think there's some element of it of like not being afraid to take risks as you said and, and I think that's really that's really great <laughs> it's, it's refreshing it's nice um yeah and the beers are it's it's as refreshing and nice as the beers I'll, I'll say that yeah. so. and I think Paul's like experience has given him like a really yeah he had a really free chance to brew what he wanted and it's it's because I, I would think sometimes when you're brewing and you, like you're using a lot of ingredients you might be using expensive ingredients it can be quite scary if that goes wrong so I think it's quite nice to have had that experience where you and it, then it builds that confidence I think that's that's just an amazing background to have yeah and to be supported in doing that I think yeah. is really great as well um like, like getting to learn on the job yeah as well that's got to be when you've never homebrewed as well that's got to be yeah it's got to be part of it's got to be scary and intimidating but obviously that's turned out somebody that clearly really knows their flavors well um to like a commercial brewing level because i imagine there'd probably be even challenges if it's if he started home brewing and then tried to scale up because there's always challenges with that the fact that he got to learn on the test that the actual um full-size kit as well is yeah. probably really beneficial it to some degree as well and i just said yeah he's a really nice guy really appreciate it. i just reached out to them because i thought we're gonna drink their beers anyways it'd be really cool if we could get them on because I just I don't hear them talked about a massive amount in the in the areas that I am. Um, Considering that they're in London, they're I so don't good. see their beers down my way very often. So that's why I jumped on that offer when we saw it at the London Craft Beer Christmas Market. That's it, because I think yes, we like we a selection of their beers. We knew who, we knew who they were. But we couldn't find their beers yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, it was they were really hard to find in that sense. Um, and then yeah like just to see the flavors they have it's just I was like oh my god there's so many interesting things here so yeah I I think that was such a nice conversation and it was really brilliant to be able to like have that conversation because I think if we just even just down to like what the meaning behind the name Orbit is like that was really funny yeah that that was was so it's really easy to connect with, with with that I think just as human beings it's yeah. it's hard to not be like oh my god that's adorable at that story and I think it just makes them even more endearing like the fact that they're nice people they they you know didn't shy away from a conversation and yeah the stories that they had just to, to connect was really really interesting as well and yeah I can't wait to try more of this stuff I, I really yeah. the sound of the the vinyl nights and and the tap room that sounds like so much picture fun. that was painted of the tap room yeah. like I really want to go there and check it out I think the the um the arches are all really just like they're usually quite cool looking as well in itself and just this visual of what I got from the way he described things yeah that's definitely a place that I really want to go now so (laughs) there's a few places in London that I've not gone to beer wise that now I really want to go to so Warren's a whole whole separate day out I think I think so I think we need to do a little jaunt around London there's Solvay, there's Orbit, yeah. like there's all these places. That's exactly what I was thinking. I just, yeah, we need to get hit up Werewolf. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We need to do like a, just get Go back to Three Hills, guard. just cause, <laughs> just cause. Yeah, that's a 2022 thing. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> well, Tori, if Pete, if you would like people to come and talk to you about places that we can hit up on our 2022 London beer tour, where can they get hold of you? 
Yeah, um, if you want to come talk to me about places that maybe we haven't gone to, maybe they're a bit smaller, out of the way, it, whatever. So something that you want to see somebody actually go to that's maybe your favourite place or some place that you're dying to go to, uh, just drop me a message. I'm on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. Uh, and yeah, from there, I, I have been putting out some TikToks lately. I mean, my latest one, I'm um, not going to say what it is because that's going to date this episode and I don't <laughs> want to give Joanne a headache. But I mean, the latest one... That's done all right. Pretty, that made me laugh. So I put it out there. It's up to you to decide which one that is. Um, and I've also been posted on my blog. And I hope by the time this comes out that I'm still continuing to post Yay, on my blog. Post more on your blog. And if not, then sorry, New Year's resolution <laughs> failed. Uh, Joe, if people want to talk to you about their new beers, the resolutions, Ooh. where can they where can they talk yeah, to you? Yeah, come and talk to me about your new beers resolutions. I want to hear what they are. Um you can find me. I am a woman's brew on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I tend to hang out on Instagram. Um, and if you want to cut, maybe one of your new beers resolutions is to learn more about beer. I have the answer. Come to my beer school. Love beer learning. Um, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I tend to hang out on Instagram. We're also on TikTok and Pinterest. I get recognized from TikTok nowadays. Don't know what that's all about. Um, we also have a website which is lovebelearning.co.uk and you can email us lovebelearning at gmail.com to tell us about your new beers resolutions and all those lovely places we can visit in London oh we are also on Patreon come and support us so we can continue to create a women's brew podcast for you at patreon.com forward slash lovebelearning yeah, and go check out all beer. Buy, the, out buy all their beer. really interesting beers. Yeah, really and, interesting uh, beers. Try making cocktails with them and reporting back on your findings because it seems like um, that's a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah. All the cool kids are going to do it. So get on that. Um, yeah, check them out. On that note, let's go finish the rest of these beers. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers.